Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, Nate, I went to finish this the other night, but guess what? What? The internet wasn't working. How dare it? Well, I'm just thinking. Regular TV, rarely will it not you know, broadcast. Mm-hmm. DVDs, you have to scratch them or something. We'll have the power go out to not... Mm-hmm. Make it go ahead. Streaming, we're at the mercy of bloody tech lords, aren't we? And <laughs> internet service providers. <laughs> I suppose we are, yeah. Mm. So I was thinking, what's the best way? Like, obviously, those ways I just listened, like listed um, you know, TV and DVDs are much better, like more reliable. But really, they can break as well or not work. So I was thinking the best way probably to guarantee you can watch the show that you want is to kidnap the actors and have them in your basement and then... <laughs> Just bring them out whenever you want to watch the show again. What do you reckon? And make them do a little pantomime for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems a bit extreme. But reliable, isn't it? But reliable. Mm. Thanks. Food for thought. Hello there. Welcome to I Only Like Movies and Sinead. How are you doing, Sinead? Hi. <laughs> Good, thanks. Oh, I like you and movies. What's it called? <laughs> Every Sorry, week you forget the name of the podcast. I was distracted by a kidnapping actor, which you shouldn't do, <laughs> for the for the record. This week, we've seen Kevin Kin, F star star K himself. That's definitely how you're supposed to say it too. <laughs> um, now, we watched this on Amazon, and if you didn't know it was an Amazon show, they bring Alexa up every episode, which is great, I thought. Mm, nice product um, placement. Well, apparently it was AMC originally in America, but it's Amazon down here, and I guess streaming. AMC Plus is the streaming service. Weird, right? Anyway, what's the show about today? Oh, God. Um, Okay, so it's part sitcom, part dark drama. Mm. Dark comedy, I think, encapsulates the show. Totally. It walks that line. Um, Now, if you're not going to – if you want to be – don't want to be spoiled. Don't listen, obviously, to this podcast ever. But except Ashley, about... who like doesn't watch the shows anyway, so she gets a pass. <laughs> That's okay. She's fine. Yeah. There's a moment in the first episode which is really mind bending, isn't it, Sine? How do you react in that moment? Can you please describe it to us? Oh gosh, wait. wait which moment are you talking about? The smash well, of the glass. Well, there's that. But I the cockroach. Think... <laughs> there's that. I was not happy about that. I can give you a beat by beat explanation about that. I was talking about the fact that it opens up like a traditional multi-cam sitcom. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment where our main character, Alison, played by Annie Murphy, our girl um, from Schitt's Creek, she is walking from one end of the set to another. And all of a sudden it goes from that traditional you know, multi-camera setup to a single cam setup. And it's like, wow, you, you really thrown into a different world. And I just thought that was a really nice moment in the first episode. And really mind-bending because you don't expect that to happen because you kind of expect it going in that it is going to be one of those, like Gabriella's Raymond or Friends or something like that with that weird, not not weird, but like TV setup and then it goes into a more of a film-like setup and it's 
mm-hmm. really powerful moment and it's not just not just the gimmick it, it actually means something it's it's all tied into the themes of the show and the narrative i just thought uh, not knowing that was going to happen was really cool in the yeah. first episode i thought it was really cool and i was like oh i'm in for this i'm in mm. for this but then mm. did it did it grant you over the series i i have i have lots of thoughts anyway okay, the, show, about, yeah, the show is about so allison is married to kevin they're in a sitcom sort of there's also neil kevin's best friend who's a bit dim-witted and patty who is neil's sister mm-hmm. and, and the they neighbor. all sort of hang out and yeah. the neighbor yeah and it kind of for some reason allison decides she wants to kill kevin um for reasons that are not driven by any character or plot really but she just decides that she wants to and then we deal with that sort of for the whole season yeah so it becomes more of a crime drama doesn't it well yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> so we should point out so kevin her, her husband we only ever see him in the sitcom the traditional sitcom yes. setup, and he's very much like they say in wikipedia he's modeled on the loutish husbands and sitcoms the king of queens honeymooners you go back even to um married with children like he's just like the slobby sort of annoying husband who happens to he's you know overweight sort of not the best looking guy and then he's got a really beautiful wife and no one can work out why they're together i think that's kind of the gimmick that's the premise isn't it it's like why are they together maybe the wife doesn't want to stay with him and that's sort of everything branches off from that sort of thought um, but yeah, Kevin James pretty much he does get a bad, bad rap, doesn't he, in this show? Because um, it's very much based on him. And there's a show called Kevin Can Wait. So no, you, did you ever see that or know much about that? No. So it's a Kevin James sitcom from a couple of years ago, and apparently it created some controversy in the US. I was reading, and the show, you know, given it's called Kevin Can Fuck Himself, is kind of very much a, a reference to that. In the first season of the show, he had a wife, and that was all fine apparently. And then they killed her off for the second yeah. season and never mentioned her again, pretty much. Good. And it was all then about him being a single father and kind of some weird, yeah, just kind of like they killed off the wife and then because she was annoying or something and then... Another excellent brought... treatment of a woman in a TV show. Well, yeah, and they brought someone else in to replace her and it's kind of all a bit like, who knows why she was getting, gotten rid of sort of thing. So I, I guess that was kind of a... This, this show was a kind of a reference to that, I suppose. Mm. And also just to sitcom history a bit like a um wonder vision style let's let's have a think about these sitcoms <laughs> that's what it's called that's what the genre is let's, let's have a think about it <laughs> not postmodern or, no, or anything just, maybe you might let's have, have a think, think. Yeah. yeah yeah think about the conventions think about the mm. techniques that are used mm. but you're saying it didn't quite work for you today okay so uh... I just, I just have lots of questions, okay? Mm. So I'm going to ask you lots of questions. That's the podcast. That's why. That's essentially the premise. Explain <laughs> this show which just watched me. Okay. So the sitcom thing never gets explained, mm. does it? At least in WandaVision, you're like, all oh, right, she's constructing these realities as a response to her trauma. The thing, The only thing I thought, the reasoning was like, it was trying to demonstrate the sort of happy wife, happy life sort of thing in the sitcom and then show that she's not actually happy on the flip side. Mm-hmm. But then how does that make sense? Because it did the same thing for Patty. So if it's just there to, to show Alison's disconnect, then 
why why can we see Patty on her own then? Why does Patty not just exist in the world of the sitcom? Well, I think, I guess because she's a real person that Alison comes to know. And I think it's kind of like, you know, this Kevin guy has his own sort of gravity and everything about his life is about him. It's his dad and his best friend who's always at the house and it's always his sort of harebrained schemes that sort of cause events to occur. So if you're near him, it's kind of like you're living in a, a sitcom all about him. And then when he's not around, that's when you can have your own life. Yeah. That's how I saw it. And that's okay. how she sees herself as as just the annoying wife to this obnoxious guy who she's kind of in a, in a very difficult relationship with and she wants to leave it. <laughs> yeah. In, in an extreme way, you might say, by killing him. Well, this is the thing, okay? This is This is my major, like, issue with the show and why it didn't work for me. I never understood the motivation. He was a bit of a dick, right? He made some sexist remarks. He's a pain in the ass. But I don't get why that makes someone want to kill him. Because mm. if they went further and he was abusing her or he was, I don't know, an alcoholic or did something really egregious to her, then I'd understand it. But I just don't I don't understand how you leap from I hate this person to I'm going to kill them. And I know there's that scene where she's in the library and she's talking about herself, but she's pretending to be like a character and she's saying, what do you expect them to do? Just jump on a bus with $194 and start a new life. But you could though, right? Like you could. You could divorce Kevin and you could go live with Sam? Mm. Diner owner? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could do that. I just didn't understand why she wanted to kill him. And further, Patty was just like on board from the get-go. She's like, yeah, okay, we'll kill him. What? What is wrong with you people? Patty's got her own sort of secret life though where she's kind of... I understand that, but like it's her brother-in-law, sort of. No, it's not at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, Neil Neil and Kevin aren't married. I just I know what you mean, close friend. Well, I think I agree with you with all those points. Like, it was a bit... And I, I kind of thought maybe the first time she said it, it was, like, just a fantasy, almost, like, a fanciful idea, and then she would realise, well, maybe I should do something else first. But then it was, like, episode four or five. I was like, oh, okay, no, that, that's her plan. Okay, we're actually doing this. Yeah. Eh, but I agree with you that it's a big thing. And, you know, she could have just left. And, you know, obviously that's a bit of a loaded term about, you know, why, why doesn't the woman just leave when the guy's bad? I know, and I don't mean that, but like... I think it might have been better for the narrative of this show, though, if she did try and he, you know, made sure she couldn't leave or... Yes. She did leave and then he followed her or something and then she was like... It was, it was clear that there was no other way for her but to... Yeah, because the big, the big reveal that he'd spent their entirety, the entirety of their life savings on stuff from Amazon or packages or whatever Mm. was fine if you want to use that as the motivation. I don't know. No, it's not though because, again, how do you go from that to you should die? And also they never spoke about it. She never confronted him about it. He never hinted that there might not be money. So that, like, whole storyline was just dropped. Yeah, after the first couple episodes. I think maybe, I was kind of hoping for this to happen, and maybe it will happen in season two, which has been announced, that... The way we were seeing him was through the eyes of a traditional sitcom, but in real life, he wasn't cracking jokes and, and kind of being, you know, oh, Kevin, look, he's done in another harebrained scheme, but actually he was really mean and nasty and perhaps... But I think you have to show us that. 
Yeah, he? and that's what I was thinking it was going to end on. We actually were going to see him in the real world, and he was wasn't going to be yeah. the sort of man child. He was actually going to be a really abusive guy who, you know, one of those maybe a really threatening, creepy guy who sort of gets by, by, by threats and and by being a, a creep rather than by being a man child, which is how he's sort of betrayed through the lens of the sitcom. Mm. But yeah, that never happened. And then sort of ends halfway through a scene the whole, the whole oh. season. I'll talk about the ending in a second. Yeah, yeah, I don't I, I imagine you weren't going to be happy about that. <laughs> the thing is, though, like, if you go the other way, right, and you say, yeah. you know, Alison is the one who's unhinged, which she clearly is, and she's jumped to conclusions about wanting to kill him really quickly to show mm. that she has no grasp on reality. That's fine, but then you have to have other characters not support her. The fact that Patty jumped in and was like, yep, let's kill him, was just like, well, hang on. I just feel like you have to have like a really good reason to want to kill someone. And I think them being a little bit annoying or a bit rude isn't enough. Mm. I don't know. Like, but for, it's not just wishing that he, they would die. It's, it's coming up with an active plan to murder them. I don't know. I just, that, that's literally the central premise of the show. That's what everything's revolving around. And that just wasn't strong enough for me. So the rest of it just fell apart. Well, I was okay with it in like the first episode or two where that wasn't the main point and it was more about just how is she going to live her life when she realises that this man she's been married to for 10 years is never going to change and he's never going to be yeah. the right sort of husband and more of a personal drama. Mm-hmm. And then she sort of yeah meets up with her one of her old flames and that sort of carries on. I thought that was enough. You probably didn't need all the, the, no. the, the crime drama aspect, which... I think at a certain point I was just like, okay, that's the story they're going with. I'm going to follow it along and see what happens. But yeah, perhaps that was a kind of a turn it didn't need to have. And then like the cop comes, investigation and stuff, and there's a yeah, I kind of felt like that's been done better in other shows. Yeah, I just I think I just don't know what they were trying to do. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, and and as there's sort of a few people I've said, I haven't read too many reviews yet, but kind of it seems what people are saying it's a really cool concept and it's interesting but then after eight episodes it kind of doesn't go very far or i wonder if this would have been better as a limited series to be honest like i don't mm-hmm. i don't really want it to drag on for another season particularly how they ended it but also like i also felt that they sort of lost interest in the sitcom sort of aspect not towards the end but maybe in the middle episodes and then it's like, oh, we're just having one of these scenes to almost reinforce the sort of um, mm. format of the show. Well, thinking about that, I thought it was working well and leading up to that sort of yeah, thing I thought was going to happen. And you probably shouldn't criticize shows for doing the thing that you don't, that they didn't, that in your mind didn't wasn't the right move because you thought something else was occurring. But the episode when they go on the um, trip mm-hmm. and in the sitcom world, he rings her up because he's stuck in the door or something, right? Like it's a really silly yes. reason and he's called the police and stuff. But I was thinking maybe in the real world he's called the police because she's out too long and he's like, you know, a possessive sort of guy and he's wants to get her back because he belongs, she belongs to him sort of thing. I thought that was going to be a reveal perhaps. Like, like mm. some of the things we saw in the fun sitcom world was kind of maybe how she's processing the abusive relationship she's in, which obviously that's part of it, but I thought it was going to be a bit more of a, more of the text rather than the subtext there where, yeah, we thought we saw him do this thing that was kind of 
something guys do in sitcoms, which when you think about it for a second, it works in the sitcom world, but doesn't actually work in real world. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a could have been a cool example of that where, you know, it's kind of played off the laughs that he called the police because she wasn't home sort of thing. But then in, actu- in actuality, she's pulled over by the police and because she's the car's been stolen. No, it hasn't. Your wife took it, mate. You know where the car is. Like, mm. Does that make sense? I'm I know that. what you mean, yeah. I think it's just maybe a bit too charitable to go, oh, they were trying to draw this comparison when they didn't show us that comparison at all. You well, know? That's what I'm saying. I, I thought that's what they were going to do, but they didn't do that. So yeah. I thought maybe that's, that's part of the subtext, but I think it could have been a bit better if maybe we had a reveal of some of those aspects that, yeah, run under the surface, but could have been maybe a bit clearer and could have made the yeah. sitcom elements work better if we knew, oh, wait, all the stuff we, we thought we were looking at is actually through this lens and in reality... He is like a real, but real again, bastard. But again, though, that's that's you like taking an interpretation of it. There's no evidence in the show to suggest that that's correct. And the fact that we have to sort of go, oh, maybe you were trying to do this in order to understand what they were doing says mm. to me that it's not a very well-constructed show. Because Well, I just like think about that. Was he actually stuck in a door because he had a some people in his basement he was trying to do an escape room? Like, did that really happen in the world of... Of her personal drum that we also see. Yeah, like, I don't, maybe uh, not, but yeah. but I don't have any evidence to contradict that. Do you know mm. what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think the evidence might be there, but it's not perhaps not clear enough is what yeah. we are coming to agree on. Yeah. I could talk about Annie Murphy, though. Come on. Who's wonderful. Isn't she good? She's perfect. Love her so much. think of her accent? It wasn't too bad. She gave me yeah. a bit of Harley Quinn vibes. Yeah. So so the show we're... takes place in um, Worcester, Massachusetts, Worcester. so just outside of Boston. Pack the car. Definitely gave me some, um, yeah, Harley vibes with the way, just the tone of her voice and everything. Yeah, I think if, if we didn't know her and love her from Schitt's Creek, you might, wouldn't immediately know that she's putting on an accent, I don't think, like mm. it was it's good enough. And yeah, it's kind of an interesting accent, isn't it, when you think about it? Like here in Australia, there's only like 25 million of us, so we generally do have the same accent for the most part. But in America and the UK and other places, they do have, seem to have very regional accents, don't they? Mm. Okay. Could you, maybe just go through the actors first quickly, just because okay. we've mentioned them. So Patty is played by Mary Hollis Inbedin, and I've never seen her before, but I think she might have been in one or two things that I've perhaps seen. But she kind of plays the sort of the Rosie O'Donnell sort of, you know, she's like one of the guys, but also she has a, a quick comeback for everything and is, yeah, the, the best friend sort of thing in these shows. And she's good. Mm-hmm. Do you like her? Yeah, she's great. Mm. I am both Alison and Patty in this show. Explain yourself. Um, so there's an episode... In the, I think it's the first episode of the season where Allison runs into a bin and she says, whose idea was it to put a bin there anyway? Very me. <laughs> and there's one point where Patty says that she wants to go home and eat a burrito. And I was like, mm. same girl. Same. Okay, so it's not that you want to secretly kill your husband and also are running a drug um, No, not dealing. so much those aspects, but okay. everything else I think I fall in line <laughs> with. I have a question for you Okay. about the cop. Mm. Do you reckon that she's actually falling in love with Patty or do you reckon it's all a ruse? Because I reckon it's all a ruse and the first time I did it, I'm like, no, she's working her. She's pretending (laughs) she's undercover, deeply undercover. Yeah. She reckons she's, you know, she's going to trick Patty into like falling in love with her and then she's going to like get her answers. (laughs) Don't you reckon? It could be. I'm I'm not sure about that. Really, I, I didn't buy that the relationship was genuine at all. Mm, I think maybe is that against the rules to 
like sleep with the person you're investigating and whatever though i mean it happens i'm sure but i know she seems like a a, a, a cop on the up and up in like on the he wouldn't be okay, doing that sort well, of thing maybe. Okay, well, when we get to season okay. two and it gets revealed, I'm just going to say I told you so, that's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I liked her, though. She was kind of cool. She reminded me a little bit of the, the cop in season one of Barry, though. Yes, yeah. Um, and not just because she's a, a, a black female cop, but just the her character and the no-nonsense attitude, but then sort of becoming involved with the characters she's investigating, I thought yeah. there were some similarities there. I but, agree. You know, not a bad thing to be compared to Barry, let's face it. I really like the dad as well. So, so Kevin's dad, who seems to hang around with his son constantly, his son and his best friend, which obviously that happens in sitcoms for sure. But I know I thought well, I, the sitcom elements. On the one hand, obviously they're supposed to not be the the best sitcoms ever because we're kind of taking off and parodying them. But some of his like one-liners and his performance in the sitcom, what I thought was quite was quite funny and reminded me of a lot of those sitcoms because as when we were kids, Sine. That's all he had, wasn't it? These sort of loud, multi-cam sitcoms. And, you know, even till recent times, they, they still exist. Um, did you find yourself enjoying the sitcom moments of the show? No, not at all. No, you weren't part I've of it? I've never been a fan of sitcoms, to be honest. I don't... I, I've never... I'm probably going to have my film license revoked. I've mm. never gotten on board with Seinfeld. I just... Mm. I just don't... It's not funny to me. What, what about Friends? We watched Friends a lot growing up. But mm. I was a kid, so I could tell you like two things that happened in the series. Mm. It's just not really my thing. See, I, t- I see of... Big Bang Theory on the thing, and I'm like, get it off. That's what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm kind of on the same wavelength as you for that. However, you know, we didn't have much choice in terms of TV when we were growing up. We had you know, four channels or whatever. Back in so... our day. <laughs> so you do end up watching a lot of these shows, even if you don't like them. And so maybe it wasn't the fact that I. I'm a huge fan of this style of sitcom, but just like it was, you know. Recognisable to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And obviously some of the, the plot elements of the, the sitcom side of the show, mm. they are kind of, there is one where they, they have a fight and then two characters have a fight and then they come back together at the end and one of the characters gets replaced because she broke the rules of their group and they have a, they have a scheme for a business and then, you know, that, 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 that was all kind of, mm. you know, this could be studied by lots of, you know, in the TV university side of things you know so that's cool yeah you just reminded me about like another reading you could take and one that i forgot that i thought was the thing mm. in the first few episodes she has these like not panic attacks but sort of like moments where she gets overwhelmed and gets ringing in her ears and mm. smashes glasses or whatever for a second i thought oh okay is she like is she hallucinating mm. the sitcom thing to make it like more palatable for her to be like this potentially because that moment where she like got really overwhelmed and stuff and the music went really loud and all that that Mm. only happened like twice and then we didn't do anything with it again Mm. so they they hint at these things and then they just either drop the ball or just move on because they're not interested Mm. anymore and i'm still here like well no hang on what what does that mean what are you what are you trying to do here yeah i'm with you say because i kind of i thought the once the show got a bit obsessed with um the the drug the drug mule and the the crime aspects, I was like, oh, this is kind of familiar stuff that we've seen before. Doing a pretty good job at it, but it is familiar mm-hmm. and not familiar in the sense of like seems like for a parody point like the sitcom stuff is. It just kind of felt a bit rote, you know. We've done it before, yeah. But the other elements of you know contrasting the the sort of 
family life or dynamic you have in a sitcom world versus in the real world when you're a real character, not just someone who's there to make set up jokes for the the lead of a sitcom. That stuff was interesting and dynamic and yeah, kind of got a bit lost as the show went on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What do you think of the performance of Eric Peterson as Kevin? He was great. He's, you know, mm. exactly that kind of guy in that kind of show, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> That's true. And he is so annoying and obnoxious, but it is kind of the point of those shows that yeah, we're laughing at him. It's his show. He's funny. You wouldn't want to be friends with him, probably, or hang out with him, but we can laugh at him being a stupid idiot for half an hour every week, which is mm. the point of sitcoms. I was thinking, back when I did my film studies, this one even might have been at high school rather than university, believe it or not, I looked at sitcoms. And I remember reading this thing. It was quite interesting about how when sitcoms started in the 1950s and 60s, it was often about the woman who was the one who was causing trouble like i love lucy or bewitched or, or what's that one i dream of genie and so she's the one who is in trouble causing all sorts of mischief and it's a big strong husband who's the straight man and he's the one who comes and sets her right mm. and that's kind of seen how you know you get in society it was man's world and, and whatnot but then as sitcoms have developed over time it's it's more that the husband is the one who gets to have all the fun and it's the nagging wife who is there trying to control him and I think that kind of is, an, is part of this show is that he's the one who has all the schemes and then it's like, oh, boring Allison comes in and is trying to ruin everything and mm. clean up after them and make sure they get some of the beer and make some, put, a, put a coaster on the table, that sort of thing, you know. I don't know, just a little point. Mm. A little, Here's the thing. little fact for you. Just yeah. don't. Don't what? If I was with someone and they're like, get me a beer, I'd be like, get it yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> like, you don't have to. <laughs> I don't know. I know yeah. Well, yeah, but when you're stuck in that relationship, I know, I know. She's got no path out of Worcester. But she does. This is the thing. Patty, obviously, Patty, leave. Just go with go. Patty. You guys are, you guys are, although they weren't friends at the beginning of the show, no. and that was kind of nice how their relationship developed over time. Yeah. And I thought it was all over at the end, Sine. <sighs> Shall we talk about the ending? <sighs> Do we have to? Yes, let's talk about the ending. We don't do any of this today, just, just, just quietly. <laughs> this podcast is optional. So the ending is Alison asks Patty to check in the cop's diary to see if they're onto them, essentially, mm. and she's mm-hmm. not. And then Patty gets annoyed at, at the fact that Alison asked her to do that because she felt like it crossed a boundary. And so in Alison's house, they're having a big screaming match in the lounge room where things are said and they're yelling at each other. 
Then Alison goes into the kitchen and Neil has been hiding, doing intense hide and seek. Hey, wait, no, I've got a contradictory point to your thing. If the real world, if things that happen in the sitcom world don't work in the real world, Neil was doing the high, extreme hide and seek. Mm-hmm. So that did that. That was the same thing. Yeah, that that one was for sure. I, I don't. I don't necessarily think that things weren't occurring things. in both. I think maybe it's just a lens we view them through. Mm. So maybe you know, in in sitcom world, he makes a joke and asks you to get a beer, and that's kind of funny, and the laugh track comes in. But then in the real world, he like get me a fucking beer, bitch, sort of thing, and then. She has to go do it, otherwise he'll hit her. That's I think that's kind of maybe what was happening. But, but again, maybe I'm being too the, generous. With the Neil thing. Well, he could do both. He could be... Oh, he just wanted to have a nap in, in the laundry cupboard. No, he could, he could still be doing hide and seek because I think maybe they're just that, that, that sort of guys who do those funny things. You can mm-hmm. do that in the real world. You can hide and seek in the real world today. Can if you? you like. What? <laughs> so the whole point yeah. is that Neil's, Neil's overheard this whole conversation and he confronts Allison and is like, I'm going to ring Kevin right now. And then they have a bit of a scuffle over holding the mobile phone and taking it out of each other's hands. And then Paddy comes around the back and hits a bottle into the back of his head. And that's where we end it. Mm. What? So, well, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was buying the Neil coming in and having a scuffle. But I guess he did just hear them talk about killing Kevin. So okay. I think. No, I, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's the problem, okay? This whole season, Neil has had to have information given to him on a silver platter, like completely laid out, really basic because he's really dumb, right? Mm-hmm. We're expecting him to just understand what all that stuff meant and be totally like, oh, I can't believe you've done this. Like, it, he's not playing himself. He's He's not that quick. He's not that, like... I don't know. I just well, maybe in the sitcom world he's not that quick. Maybe in real world he's a bit quicker. That doesn't make sense though, because you haven't told me that. You haven't established that that's what he's like. Yeah, fair enough. I but can't just keep giving this show <laughs> credit for for. Oh, maybe they were trying to do this, or, or maybe they're trying to do this. But, no, well, actually, do it so then I know what you're doing. <laughs> I, I remember though. Didn't she clearly say you're the one who tried to kill Kevin, and you're and then Allison was like, but you're the one who helped me. Like, then why didn't Neil burst in the door? We've you discovered that that's done. a device. Why didn't he walk in and go, oh, my God, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't believe you've done this. He stays hidden? Well, I, I guess then because you can't have the bit where she comes in and hits him over the head. Oh, exactly. You know? <laughs> You're right. That could have been a better moment. And then could have ended the series then. That would have been fun, wouldn't it? Because here's with, the with thing With Neil confronting them. You've got to kill him, right? You have to kill him. Hmm. When she glassed him, I was like, you've got to kill him. You have to. Because there's no way he's going to keep his mouth shut. Like, what threat do you have over him? None. He'd well, take you, you in a fight, Patty. He would 100% take you in a fight. you got to go on the run, haven't you? You've got to kill him and go on the run. Like, that's it. Mm. Why would I be a better criminal? Oh, my God. Talking about bad criminals. When they go to the drug dealers, the... Oh, what's his name? Nick. Nick. They don't wear gloves. No. Their hair is down. They're touching everything. They're putting. What is wrong with you people? Always wear gloves when you go to a crime scene. And obviously, yeah. don't go to his house when the police are like surveilling you and checking where you're going mm. and have him like on their watch list. Don't go to his house and try to plant evidence. No. And, and don't do it in the middle of the no. day as well. It was the worst. And then it's like 
The bag on the bed, I thought, gave more credence to the story because it's like, oh, he's going to try and do an agberg at this place, get a bunch of money and stuff and skip town. It helps them. But no, she wants to unpack everything. I'm just saying, like, I'd be good at crime. I'd at least wear gloves. That's all I'm saying. In a narrative, right? Not in real life. Well, I'm just saying that I'd wear gloves. I'd put my hair up so I'm not leaving DNA follicles everywhere. I wouldn't go Mm. in the middle of the day when the cops are surveilling me. Yeah, I did think about that with Alison touching everything. It's like she would have to explain that if they were going to ever put her fingerprints on file or something, I felt like, like, wouldn't she? She's not dumb. Like, Alison in the show is quite clever. Wouldn't she think Mm. about that? Like she, she had enough foresight to go to the fertility clinic so that they had that on record that she was trying to find, like start a family with him and stuff mm. as a reason why she couldn't kill him because she was looking forward to their future and whatever. So she can do that, mm. but she can't think to wear a pair of gloves when she goes to like a crime mm. scene. I didn't buy that. Ugh. Also, this show gave me a new gripe. Oh. It's gripe okay. time. It's time for gripes. It's gripe time, it's time for gripes. It's gripe time, it's time for gripes. It's gripe time, listening. Okay, the theme song changes every time. New gripe. Character. Paddy. Location. Vehicle. Gripe. Steering wheel hands. I don't know if people know this. Maybe everyone knows this. When you shoot a car scene in mm. film, it's often on the back of like, it's on a trailer. It's on, it's on like rail, rails. Like they're not actually driving. They're being pulled along by something yeah, like a, in front. Like a trailer almost. Yeah. yeah. And that means that you don't have control of like the steering wheel or anything because you're just driving, right? And it's the safest thing because then you're not operating mm-hmm. a motor vehicle while you're acting. Oh, you stick your hands on a 10 and 2 and then you like drive like, to the side like as if you're going straight but you're turning the wheel Mm. people don't drive like that the wheel is stationary okay it might be vibrating it might be moving slightly but you don't do like a little do 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 we're driving like imagine a kid imagine play school how play school drive like with the you put your hands up and you like wiggle side to side oh the worst so steering wheel hands new gripe patty is guilty there we go (laughs) It's funny the things you pick up on, isn't it? Listen, I'm here for what the people want, okay? I'm here for the coffee cups and the wigs and the bad CGI and the steering wheel hands. And I just, how hard is it? How hard is it, guys? Not hard. How hard is it? (laughs) I've shot on the show a bit, so I will say something that I really liked, Mm. and that was the use of different camera angles in the non-sitcom world. Mm -hmm. Often we'd skip straight to like a really intense like high angle sort of almost fish-eyed lens extreme mm-hmm. close-up of something which i thought was really interesting like lots of filming from above lots of like deep focus interesting film techniques i thought yeah i thought that i thought it was very well shot and very interesting part of the world which we don't always see on film do we mm. in the boston area it was very funny in the i think it was episode one they're having it's kevin's birthday or that, sorry it's an anniversary but it's basically mm-hmm. a celebration of kevin and some of the boston things they have like tom brady lookalikes yes and the the big matt damon did you see poster. those yeah <laughs> the matt damon and ben affleck little yeah things, cut yeah. out like yeah that was fun mm-hmm. 
because um, I, I think it's that's part of the, the the great thing about film and TV. So, hey, it can take you into different parts of the world and you don't always know about. And I did like the episode at the in the restaurant. Um, mm. First of all, the fact that, that Kevin was running between two different parties always yeah. funny, like Mrs. Doubtfire, obviously. Um, I mean, they, it, Mrs. Doubtfire did it best, though. So oh, of course, yeah, yeah. But I just it did love these threads on Twitter every now and then. It's like what's something like a, a trope that you actually really love in film, TV, and that's, yeah. that's a that's a fun one. Isn't it is it? a fun one. Um, and the idea of like having a a celebrity sort of play themselves as a dick, which is always good, isn't mm. it? Like mm. everyone loves doing that. <laughs> and I don't know much about Sean Avery, but I assume that that was all accurate. That maybe he was a villain in the sporting world of of Boston. So, you know, that felt very funny to me. Um, you know, like having I, I suppose like having Paul Gallen come up here to be in a Brisbane sitcom or something like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> which you wouldn't like, would you? Say? <laughs> Why did he grab another man's testicles when they're playing football? Uh, and he races and he pulled someone's stitches at once. He's Some a pig. Kind of drug treat. Yeah, he's yeah. a pig. Anyway. <laughs> okay, should we wrap up? So, now, anything else you want to gripe about? Uh, I or just. Compl- um, I really wanted this to work. Like, mm. the first reveal in the first episode, I was like, I am in. Like, I am so in with that. Yeah. And then I just felt like they didn't do anything. I just couldn't yeah. get. I, it all comes down to the fact I couldn't get on board with why she wanted to kill him. Mm. I just didn't feel the motivation, so I wasn't on her side with doing it. And I think there's almost like it got to a, a point, a narrative path where it could have just gone down the idea of her being unhappy in her relationship and trying to better her life, mm. or it goes down a sort of crime drama thing where she tries to kill him, and you know, lots of plots emerge from from that decision, and. Yeah, maybe you and I are kind of thinking the first path would have been more interesting, but well, they've gone down the second, which isn't not as interesting, but just not as believable, perhaps. Or not necessarily. Like mm. I, I don't feel like they should have done not the crime. I, I liked the crime. Okay. All right. I just they didn't do much with it. That's that's what I'm like. Mm. Well, yeah, and I, you know, maybe it could have been clearer if this was her only decision, only choice that she had. And she's more desperate then, and it makes sense of all the things that she does. But you're right, when you can't kind of like, maybe you could try leaving him, or maybe you could try going to therapy, maybe have an episode or two of that, you know. Try and escape with Sam. Like, try, I don't know, try and move in with him and have Kevin stop you, or or yeah. try to withdraw some money from the bank and then Kevin finds out, or just be together. Like, just go live with Sam. Mm. Mm-hmm. Raymond Lee, wonderful. He's great. He loves you. You love him. He left his <laughs> annoying wife. Just go be with him. What's the issue? It was I don't fun. understand. Again, I'm not sure if this is a text or subtext or maybe me reading into it, but it was funny that his annoying wife, he's not that annoying, she's fine, so they don't, come on. <laughs> no, she was fine until we saw inside the marriage true, true, and true, then, true. no, she was not very nice at all. It was funny that she looked a little bit like Alison, though. I thought it was maybe he's got a type or maybe he's, you know, Really? I thought they looked kind of similar. And I think in the first scene when they come in together, they kind of they got the same hairstyle I thought was kind of maybe a reference to them. This is such being... a boy thing that you've done, by the way. You're like what? two blonde women look exactly the same. Mm, they do. <laughs> they so. don't. Very similar to me. I don't know. Like it, it just, she went really, really quick from like mm. zero to a hundred. I don't like and, him. I'm going to murder him. And we are coming in when it's been 10 years or 10 years yes. since they've been married, 15 years since they've been together and, kind of feel like he's been he's um been grinding her down and they mentioned that but it's all kind of a bit told isn't it rather than shown like 
Yeah. She mentions that she had a job at a, as a paralegal, but Kevin convinced himself that she was having an affair and, and made yes. her lose the job. And yeah. so, yeah, you can kind of, again, perhaps more subtext than text of, of him really being someone who's controlling every aspect of their life. And mm. so she really does think it's the only choice she's got, but perhaps that wasn't dramatized enough. One more thing I'll say today mm. is that I work with someone called Bev and she's the best person I've ever met. So when we had Bev's diner, I was like, hell yeah. Would Bev right. in real life own a diner? Bev could do anything she wants in her life. Wow. She's perfect. Goodness. She's And she's a Bev. You know, you can't... <laughs> If anyone is is their name, it's she is. That's yeah, an extreme compliment. Okay. <laughs> Will you watch more of this show, Sunae? Yes, but I won't Ooh. be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be there with your arms crossed. I will be yeah. there with my arms crossed. And I really try... I think I have a reputation on this podcast for being grumpy about things. And I don't like that. <laughs> but I really wanted to like this. And I they had me. They had me hooked. Ooh. And then they just screwed it up and so yes i will be returning to this with my arms crossed and seeing how they fix it because i still want to know i want to know if the payoff is there i want to know at the end if it gets revealed that the sitcom Mm. is something or if we find out that kevin actually has a reason or i just yeah i'll I'll watch another season but i won't be i don't know i think i maybe i was with you i was i was very into the first couple episodes and then less like on board or into it, but still very interested in what was going to happen next. So yes, because I only thought some of the themes and the idea of you know let's um let's put the the male identity on trial almost and how it's portrayed in in mass media on trial was interesting. But then yeah, kind of I lost think... it and became more of a crime drama. And maybe it was better at the first thing, or maybe the first thing will be interesting. But still, I'll be there for season two. Yeah, I think like the problem for me which isn't really a problem for them because i had me hooked but they they ask so many questions they fell into the lost trap where lost just kept asking questions right mm. and then never giving answers for any of them and i felt like this mm. show did that too it raised so many questions okay cool what's the sitcom then why is she having these mm. like panic episodes what's so bad about kevin you know all these mm. questions but then they never answer any of them and we get to the end of the season and I'm still like, well, you're not giving, you're not, not rewarding me for my investment in the show, if that makes sense. Like, mm. you've got to mm-hmm. give me something. <laughs> you can't just keep going, oh, aren't you intrigued by these questions? Because like, yeah, I am. But like, give me, give me something to go off so that I can like mm. get into the rhythm of it. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't know if I explained that very well, but. Well, okay, I get what you mean. One thing I saw at the ending as well is that. Like, it almost ends mid-scene. Like, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Sure. However, as a, as a piece of narrative, like one mm-hmm. season of a, of a TV show, that's not an ending. No. Like, <laughs> I, I want to have a, a rewarding ending and then also have something to look forward to next season. I don't want to have just a cliffhanger ending, which is in, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine, but... And it's good that season two is coming, but it would have been nice if maybe we had some sort of, you know... It felt like maybe it was an ending of of sorts. It wasn't. We're like halfway through something rather than I agree. having a sort of nice narrative ending. But also, I want to mention as well, Alex Bonifer as Neil, the sort of dumb mm. best friend who you mentioned before. He's actually pretty good. And it's kind of a thankless role playing the big dumb idiot, I think, because, mm. yeah, instead of having lots of lines and lots of um, 
lots of the work with. You just got to sort of say the dumb stuff every scene. But yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Fair enough. All right. Rating, Sine? Mm. Two and a half. Two and a half, Sine. Okay, explain yourself for this rating, please. One star for Annie. Mm. Another star for the sitcom crime drama juxtaposition. Half a star for Patty's Burrito. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a question for you, Snape. Would we have watched this without Annie Murphy? No. Yeah. 100% no. So... It's not even a bad thing necessarily because she's the draw card given yep. she's coming off the back of a really successful sh- show. But yeah, interesting. I'm going to give it um, three and a half stars. Three and a half? What is wrong with you? <laughs> three and I a can, half? I can do what I want, Sine. Three and a half. Yeah. Maybe Explain giving, yourself. Well, I can I can give three stars and Rainy, can't I, if I wanted to? Half a star. I feel like that goes against... Spirit of the rating system. <laughs> Half a star for the cool, um, like little diner booth inside of Patty's house. What was that about? Diner booth inside of Patty's house. She didn't have like a table for eating. She had like a little booth. Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, you're too busy focusing on the <laughs> on the wigs, the hands on the. Oh, was yeah. No, not not three stars for any. Obviously, she she's the draw card and great and really cool. Because I've only ever seen her in Shit's Creek. Mm. Cool to see her play something else. And yeah, it, not that we should be surprised actors can act, but going from playing the princess in Shit's Creek, who sort of, she, she's gotten more depth than that, obviously, but, you know, very different role to this, playing the, the put-upon housewife in Worcester. Uh, I thought it was good. And, you know, all those things I mentioned before about interesting um, questions it was raising about, you know, mass media and, Trails of Men and so on. I thought that was all cool. But, yeah, I, I was with you, so I thought it was going to be like a five-star or a four-star show. If you just show me the first episode, mm. I'd be like, this is going to be one of my favourite shows for sure. Yeah. And then... Well, can it maybe season two, will it bring you back? Like if well, it corrects some of listen, these things? Listen, balls or... in its court, you know. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'll sit here and I'll watch another season. I'll give them that courtesy. But if they don't get me after that, then I think I'm out. Okay, that's fair enough. Don't have to watch everything. And someone said to me yesterday, he's like, I preferred it when it was just Netflix. There's too many streaming services now <laughs> to keep up. I feel that. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Next week, all going well, we're going to be watching The Suicide Squad, aren't we, Sine? And with a little special guest for our podcast. Ooh. So that'll be fun. Because um, it doesn't look like you're going to be out of lockdown anytime soon. So. We've got to try and start streaming some movies, <laughs> wrenching them perhaps. So thanks, COVID. Thanks for that. It's really um, inconsiderate of COVID, really, not to consider our podcast as a priority. Oh, bloody hell. And maybe the governments could just let you go out to the movies, you know? Just it's me. Well, I, like, I'll be on my own, so I won't come into contact with anybody. Mm-hmm. Either that or just feed, you know, a lot of new releases up to the International Space Station. Just for a long cable. Yeah. Yeah. Long cable and I'll plug it in and then I can watch whatever I want. <laughs> okay, until next time. Bye. <laughs> bye. Guess what you forgot to mention. Well, I didn't mention it, did I? No. Nah. But I guess you did. No, that's <laughs> that's not how this works.
That's not how this works, okay? The podcast was over and then I made the comment. Are we still recording? Yes. Still counts. (sighs) (laughs) Thanks for that. I forgot. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 